Good morning, it's Air Talk. I'm Larry Mantle. Such a pleasure to have you with us. Coming up a little bit later this hour, we're going to take a look at a new Pew survey of millennials showing they are less mobile than previous generations. Why are they staying in place more? Is it simply economic factors or other uh, quality of life issues that are keeping them more rooted? We'll talk about that. But first, we're going to talk about Los Angeles city and county ballot measures. As you probably know, in fewer than two weeks, L.A. residents be able to go to the polls and decide a number of important issues, including mayor of Los Angeles. But there are ballot measures, too, that we're going to talk about with our KPCC reporters who are covering these political beats. We begin with Los Angeles County Measure H. It is a quarter-cent sales tax increase to provide for homeless services. So it's kind of a partner, if you will, to the L.A. City measure that was passed overwhelmingly by voters back in November to provide additional housing for those that are homeless. With us, KPCC's correspondent covering the social safety net, Rena Palta. Rena, good morning. Good morning, Larry. So let's talk about H. And, and first of all, what are the kinds of services that are targeted here in H? Well, we're looking at things like drug treatment for people who are coming off the streets, formerly homeless. We're looking at mental health treatment for folks. Uh, and we're also looking at uh, services that could possibly prevent future homelessness, you know, eviction, eviction prevention help, uh, help with rent, uh, rapid rehousing for families, getting them off the streets and into apartments with a rental subsidy for a short amount of time. So really, there's this wide array of services uh, that this measure would fund. Uh, if you if you really, as a voter, want to get into it, the county has a 100-page or so plan for spending this money that you can you can view on their website. But there's a really big range of services that they're, they're hoping to fund with this measure. And uh, we have a special event that's coming up next week, Wednesday night, March 1st, in our Crawford Family Forum Part of our voter game plan, we're going to go in-depth on Measure H. We're going to talk about all the different moving parts that Rena is alluding to here. And we're also going to debate Measure S that we'll talk about a little bit later this morning. But we're going to debate full-on Measure S and the moratorium on larger-scale developments in the city of Los Angeles. We'd love to have you in the audience. Crawford Family Forum, next Wednesday night, March 1st. You can RSVP at kpcc.org slash in person. Uh, Rena, the quarter cent sales tax, uh, do you know what that would bring the county tax to in total if this passes? You know, it really depends on where in the county you live. If you live in Pasadena, for instance, your your sales tax right now is 9%, so that would go up to 9.25%. If you live in the city of LA, uh, you're at 9.5% now. That would go up to 9.75%. So it kind of depends on where in the county you live. Uh, but you know, in general, it would just bring it up by 0.25% for everybody. And this is for a 10-year period? It's for a 10-year period, at which point uh, the sales tax would expire it would, or come up for renewal. Uh, and the lawmakers who wrote this, the county supervisors, wrote it that way because they want to see, uh, you know, do these do these services work? Do they reduce homelessness? Do they keep people off the streets and give the voters a chance to weigh in again and really evaluate how it's gone? It's a great chance for you to talk with KPCC reporters who are covering the beats of these ballot measures in L.A. County and city. If you want to talk with them, we're at 866-893-KPCC, 866-893-5722. You can also comment or ask a question on the AirTalk page, kpcc.org. Is there any sort of um, opposition, to organized opposition to Measure H, Rena? There's no one who's raised any money to uh, oppose.
oppose this. There's nobody who's really come out to oppose it. I imagine there are folks out there who say, you know, I don't know that I really can afford to have my sales tax go up that much. Um, but, you know, there's no organized opposition. The Chamber of Commerce is on board. Uh, the county supervisors voted unanimous, unanimously to get this on the ballot, and they've raised millions of dollars uh, to support the campaign. One thing I wonder about is uh, the subsequent, if this passes, studying um, which programs, which uh, which are successful, which not, because sometimes when you get the rollout of these sorts of things or funding allocation to different groups, there isn't the follow-through of government to really see. Is there something built into this to review what's working? You know, there's going to be an – should it pass, there will be a, an advisory board sort of deciding vaguely how this money gets spent, and the assumption is they will also have a role in monitoring and regulating the programs that they allocate money to. I would say that's a huge deal, though. I, You know, I think a lot of voters would like to see a lot more accountability in how the county spends its money and if these programs are working. Uh, so ho- hopefully if this passes, we will see we will see some firm supervision from the county. And independence on how grants are awarded through these funding to different organizations for what they do also. Right. Rena Palta with us, KPCC Social Safety Net reporter. Josie Huang, KPCC reporter covering housing and changing neighbors. Let's talk about Measure S, which is hugely controversial <laughs> in the city of Los Angeles. Give us just the thumbnail history of this measure. It was originally going to be on last November's ballot, wasn't it? Right. It was going to be on the November ballot. But then uh, some folks who were just thought it was so drastic uh, got wind of it, and they came up with another measure So then to, to fight measure, what is Measure S? So the Measure S people moved it to March. And what's so controversial about it is that, you know, the main thing it wants to do is put a two-year moratorium on certain real estate projects. So not all projects in the city, but projects that in order to get built would need a change to what the land use rules are right now for that space. And so this would apply to all sorts of projects. I'm talking about apartment high-rises, shopping centers, hotels, office buildings. Because you see, what happens right now in L.A. is developers, um, when they want to go bigger or higher than what's allowed, they have to go to the city to get these special approvals. And in some cases, the developer may be trying to build on an empty parking uh, empty parking lot or trying to replace a vacant building. But you still need to get those special approvals from the city. So th- you need the approvals even if it fits the zoning that's for the site or are these typically because the scale of the project is larger than what zo- zoning currently allows? Um, yes, a lot of them are larger than what the um, zoning allows. Or in some cases, they're trying to build residential and industrial zone. So um, these are things that you can't just build without permission. And, uh, you know, a big problem with um, or why this is coming to the fore is that, um, you know, L.A. is really, really behind on updating their planning regulations. And so that's why all these developers are going to the city on this case-by-case basis because, you know the city has this citywide plan um, on how it should, uh, how development should be governed, but it's about twenty years old, and it also has plans for each of the neighborhoods. About thirty-five community plans is what they're called, and they're also almost as old. And so, what you have are plans that just don't reflect what the city looks like today, or you know which parts of the city have gotten really popular and trendy, or which parts mass transit have moved into. So it, it, that's why these. Um, these developers have to go and say, I want to do this here, even though the plans don't say I can do it. 
Josie, how much of this is a conflict between those who want to see greater density in uh, transit-served parts of the city of Los Angeles, so they want to see more units created in those places? Hollywood is one where we've seen a lot downtown, obviously, other areas that have access to uh, public transit, and versus those who see that that kind of dense development is going to create more traffic problems. You're not going to get enough of those people onto public transit and believe it's going to negatively affect quality of life. Um, Yes, the whole issue or argument for or against densification is what's driving a lot of the controversy around Measure S. And, um, you know, whether density helps, um, uh, you know, the folks who are for density say this is going to help with housing affordability because if you have more supply, that'll, uh, you know, help more drive down, and drive down rents. Works, yeah. Right. But, you know, aside from densification, there's another issue here and um, a factor that is motivating the Measure S supporters is they're saying that, you know, if we if we um, basically say that we're going to put a moratorium on development and so the city can figure out its community plans, its um, citywide plan, and we have like a real blueprint to go by, then developers won't be able to, um, you know, buy politicians because that's one um, accusation that a lot of these um, Measure S supporters level at City Hall. They're saying that, you know, supporters, they're saying the current system creates this culture of corruption and greed. And you have developers who are trying to get their projects these special approvals they need. And so they do this by contributing to politicians' campaigns or politicians' um, pet causes. And so then they're able to get the um, the approval, the variance they need to build their larger project is, is the argument. Now, th- this originated with AIDS Health Healthcare Foundation, uh, they have a high-rise building in Hollywood. They were concerned about a nearby project. Right, right. So the AIDS Healthcare Foundation is the leader of the Yes on S campaign and by far its biggest funder. Um, and as you mentioned, they're headquartered in Hollywood, which is like this hotbed of development right now. And, you know, on the face of it, you know, development in L.A. wouldn't seem to have much to do with fighting AIDS, right? But um, Michael Weinstein, he's the foundation's president. He's saying his group is actually a social justice organization and that development in L.A. fits into this picture because he says, um, you know, luxury developments are displacing some of the AIDS um, Healthcare Foundation's clients and driving some of them into um, homelessness because they can't afford the city's rents. But if you talk to Weinstein's critics, they say he's just mad about all that development happening in um, his backyard and that um, one of the bigger projects, which is called the Palladium Residences, will be going up right across from his office, which also happens to be a high rise. Um, So Weinstein, uh, you know, you know, has gotten other supporters on board and, and, you know, there's neighborhood advocates, um, housing affordability folks um, like, you know, the L.A. Tenants Union. They've also come and joined the fight. So, again, Josie, uh, uh, how long is the moratorium on these larger projects? The moratorium is for uh, two years, though the, um, you know, there's language in Measure S that says if the city gets, you know, its house in order, gets these community plans um, in the citywide plan updated, then, um, you know, they could, you know, drop the moratorium. But these more these these plans take a really long time to develop. So two years is definitely not going to be enough. Not realistic to have the, the plans. Right. Because they have yeah. public hearings, they have reports, um, and then reports on the public hearings. It takes years. <laughs> All right. Josie Wong with this KPCC reporter. Again, if you have questions about L.A. City's Measure S, L.A. County's Measure H, uh, homeless services uh, with a um, quarter cent sales tax increase, we're at 866-893-KPCC, 866 
1-893-5722 or the AirTalk page kpcc.org. We're also going to talk about the two marijuana-centric measures for L.A. City. M and N, like Los Angeles, of course, are like other cities. L.A. is looking at ways of figuring out the tax structure and how to deal with legalized marijuana. Jacob Margolis, associate producer on Take Two, has been following us. Jacob, good morning. Thank you for being with us. Hey, Larry. Uh, so let's talk about um, the um, what these measures do. There's a, a lot I know of, um, you know, moving parts and protocols. What does M do? Yeah, so M, you know, first I'd like to actually take a step back and say the whole state right now is trying to figure out how to regulate, kind of what you said. And so this, so both M and N both try to tackle that for Los Angeles. So as for M, um, M basically gives the city council power to go ahead and figure out a tax structure for the marijuana industry in LA. It kind of empowers them to uh, go ahead and set regulations for marijuana in LA. And also it repeals Proposition D, which was something that came around quite a few years ago, which limited the number of dispensaries in the city. And so the thing about M is that it's supported by the city council, it's supported by the mayor, it's supported by Everyone else in the marijuana industry in L.A. that I've spoken with. Uh, even the current operators? Even the current operators. It's actually supported by the people that wrote Proposition N. So let's talk about that, right? Yeah. So so N was actually written before M. Uh, N was written by a group called the UCBA, and they represent some of the currently active uh, dispensary owners in the city. And so the UCBA filed this. It ends up on the ballot. And then the city council and some other groups follow up with M. Basically, they couldn't take N off the ballot. So even if you look at your voter information pamphlet in regards to N, it says, do not vote on this. We no longer endorse it. So that's kind of where. So just bypass N is the argument and only vote on M. Yeah. Even from the people that wrote it, uh, you know, they say opponents of N for a while, you know, it took them a while to work all this out between all the groups to agree on M. And the opponents to N said it only focuses on these 135 Proposition D shops way too much. Currently operating. Currently operating. There are a lot more people that want to come into the marijuana industry in Los Angeles. People were worried that N didn't allow enough of that. And also they wrote M so that the city council can really figure stuff out over the next through September, October, instead of N, which kind of spelled a lot of stuff out right up front. Jacob, when we come back, I want to ask you about whether this would treat medical marijuana different than recreational marijuana that's that's now legal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get to that issue. Jacob Margolis with us, KPCC reporter covering the marijuana industry. Again, if you have questions, we're at 866-893-KPCC or the AirTalk page, KPCC. Back after a live update from Hetty Lynn Hurdies.